did it. I ran my second half marathon. 13.1 miles. Hello and welcome to the Birdie and the Beast podcast. I'm your host, Alex Orr, aka Birdie, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer, knocking down myths and misinformation that has been created by diet culture, fat phobia, and under-certified fitness influencers. I'm here to show you wellness beyond aesthetics while guiding you into the direction of optimal health. You are capable of thriving and taking up more space. Are you ready for this journey? I think you are. Let's dive on in. Now, if you go back to episode 10, you will know that I ran my very first half marathon back in 2019 completely untrained. And it's kind of a funny story, so I'll summarize it real quickly. But one day, the end of my senior year of college, I had watched a YouTube video of a five-year-old girl running a full marathon with her family. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. If she can do that, I can do it too. And so I decided to go on a run and just run as far as I possibly could. And I ran six miles. And I honestly was pretty impressed with myself being that I just wasn't in running shape. And so I really started to realize that our mind is stronger than our body and that we can really put ourselves to anything our mind desires and we can accomplish that. We are truly capable of accomplishing anything as long as we put our minds to it. And so I decided to sign myself up for a half marathon and not train for it in any shape or form. I did a couple runs, one 10 miler and one 13 miler months before the race, just to test out my abilities, break in some shoes. But other than that, I did it completely untrained. And the day of the half marathon, I stepped up to the starting line and I did it. I ran 13.1 miles and I didn't stop at all. I just ran it right through and I did a pretty good job. I finished it in two hours and 14 minutes and it was a very emotional and spiritual day. And I just had such a great experience that I knew I had to experience it again. Unfortunately, in 2020, because of COVID, the half marathon was canceled. So I had to wait a year And I signed up for the 2021 half marathon and I decided this time I'm going to train because training, doing something untrained is very risky. And I did end up with an injury and I had to wear a boot for a few weeks. So don't recommend regardless. I decided to train and I started back in June. I trained for five whole months for this half marathon and I just want to walk you through all of the things that I learned while training for my second half marathon. Something that I learned about running is that 
it's not just a physical process, but it's also a mental and spiritual process. And that's not something that I completely have experienced as much through weightlifting. Obviously, with weightlifting, it does require mental energy as well. But I just noticed that with running, because you're in the same form the entire time throughout, you kind of really get an opportunity to get out of your body and like really into your head. And it becomes this beautiful spiritual process, but also a time for mental clarity. And I think that's really freaking awesome because I feel like with weightlifting, you are really focused on your body. You know, you're focused on making sure that you're bending and moving in the right way because you're constantly making changes. But with running, it's the same movement the entire time. So you kind of just have to think for a little bit about it, but you don't have to think about it the entire time. And so you kind of just get a moment to escape while you're running. And honestly, I find that it's really great to escape while you're running because it makes the run easier because running is not easy, especially for me. I'm naturally, physiologically speaking, my body is built for sprinting and not long distancing. So I've definitely had to work harder than someone who is naturally built to run long distance. So it doesn't come easy for me, but I have fallen in love with it as I continued the process. Well, in the process of training, I really got to realize how much a journey is just not linear. (laughs) A journey is not linear. And I've been through a lot of journeys in my life, and I'm constantly reminded that they're just not linear. But being through this process was kind of like the telling of there will never be a journey that I go through that will ever be linear. Like, it just doesn't exist. It's a good thing. As much as everyone would desire for a linear process, because who wants to be trying to work hard for something and have downfalls in the middle of it? But at the same time, if you did experience a linear process, you probably wouldn't last long. You probably would give up or get bored of it. Because the thing is, although those downfalls sometimes suck, they keep you on your toes. They keep you pushing forward. They remind you that you are not perfect, you are not excellent, and that you need to keep working. So there will be times where I have a really good week of running, and I improved a lot. And I think, okay, the next week is going to be even better. Like, I'm going to keep getting better from here. But then all of a sudden I have, like, a bad week following, and I'm like, dang, what the heck? Like, I was just getting good at this, now all of a sudden I'm having this down point, and it was kind of like a check-in of like, well, don't get into your ego and don't get cocky with it, like, you still have improvement, you still have things to work on, so keep pushing, because I feel like if I had this streak of being really, really good at it, 
then I would just get really in my ego, I'd get cocky with it, and then I would have like some type of a stumble that would just not be fun. So all of those bumps in the road were really just checks with my ego, like checking in with my ego and just reminding myself to just keep pushing and to just keep working harder. And I also realized that like running, it's just, <laughs> it's never going to get necessarily easier. One of my friends who is a runner themselves, but more so like a sprint sprinter, um, he told me in the beginning of my training, he was like, it's just going to keep getting easier and better from here. And I remember telling him like halfway through, I'm like, no, no, it hasn't. It hasn't gotten easier because I'll have a really, really good run. And then the next run will be like super challenging and super hard. Like I felt like every single run was unique to its own and some were easy, some were hard. You know, I, it depended on so many different factors like the weather or the course I was running at or how I was feeling, where I was at in my menstrual cycle. Like there's so many factors that came into play that were going to affect the performance of my run. I had to make sure that I was focused and that I, you know, had mental clarity before my run to be open and, and not distractive of everything else and not focusing on what's, you know, in front of me or behind me. So there was a lot of things that went into it and it was just not an experience that I had from just going to the gym and lifting weights. It was definitely one of the most challenging things that I have been through and I still can't believe that I did that for a whole five months and that's something that I'm really really proud of. I may even say that I'm more proud of those five months of training than the race itself because the race itself was just like it was just fun. It was just an adrenaline rush and I'm really glad that I did the experience and it's awesome but the training was just it was way harder than the race and just the process of it was just I mean, it was, I don't know, it was, it was such a learning experience, such a growth experience, and it really taught me to appreciate the journey over the destination and understand that life as a whole is more so a journey than a destination, and I think that's really beautiful. I think if you go back in a lot of my podcast episodes throughout while I was training through this half marathon, I definitely brought in a lot of analogies that I had learned from my running. Because while I was on my runs, I really got to take time to just like think about life. And while I was experiencing challenges throughout my runs, I was able to take those challenges and apply it to the real world, which I think is a huge growth experience like I've just it goes back to those days where you're in high school and you're in math class and the teachers are teaching you math and you're like thinking in your head like why do I need to learn this like when will I ever use this and they're always telling you like you're gonna have the opportunity to apply these 
in real life. And now I don't think I've ever applied some of the math equations or other things that I learned in math in real life, but it does make me think about like, there are things that you are going to learn that you can take and apply it to life. Like running, I learned things that are specifically for running and I was able to turn it around and figure out a way for life or to apply it to life. For example, a lot of the courses I ran on are filled with a lot of hills, you know, up and down hills and long straightaways. And I noticed that obviously going running uphill is hard. Like it's not easy. It's definitely a challenge. But as you're going up it, like it's quicker than it feels like, you know, like I would be going uphill and be like, wow, this feels like forever. And then I check my watch and it would only be like 0.10 of a mile. And I would be so like amazed by like, wow, that was like really, really hard. And it felt like way longer, but it was actually not that, sh it wasn't actually, it wasn't actually that long at all. And I feel like in life, it's kind of like those uphill battles, they feel like absolutely forever because they're so hard, but in reality, they're not that long. Like, they're not forever. They're not your entire life. They're not the end of the world. And as long as you keep pushing, you'll get through it quicker than you think. But also... I noticed on the straightaways, you would think the straightaways would be one of the easiest parts, but in reality, the straightaways felt harder than the uphills because when I was running straight, it just felt like the longest time of my life. It felt like it was never ending. And it was weird because there wasn't really a challenge or anything. And it just, like, felt like I just was like, oh, why am I here? Like, I almost, like, feel like I could just stop, you know? And I feel like applying that to life is, like, when you don't have those challenges, you almost get, like, kind of bored. And it feels like it robotic mode. Like, that's exactly what the straightaways feel like when you're running. Like, you just feel like a robot. You're just doing this and nothing has changed. You're just going straight. Nothing new. When you're going uphill, you really have to like work. You really have to push. Like, and it's as much as it's hard, it's almost kind of exciting and it keeps you on your toes. So, you know, literally I was able to take running straight on a flat and running uphill and apply that to actual life. And same with downhills. Downhills are pretty interesting. In running, downhills are great because, you know, you can just fly down. It feels like almost like a rest. Like, it feels really nice and releasing. But in life, it's kind of interesting because that concept of when you're going downhill is usually like a bad thing. Like, we see it as a bad thing because we think, oh, if we're falling down, if we're falling back in life, then we're struggling. But in running, you're not so much struggling. You're just 
enjoying the breeze, like gliding down. And I feel like it's very interesting to think about of like, maybe those points in which we are falling downwards aren't that bad. They're not so much a setback. They're more so of like, okay, we're taking a step back. We're going to relax a bit and then bring another challenge to keep ourselves on our toes, keep ourselves working hard because you know with every downhill there's going to be an uphill, but with every uphill there's going to be a downhill. We still got to learn how important nutrition is for our bodies, how important food is, and food really, really is fuel. Because as a runner, especially when you're training for a half marathon, and you're running about 10 to 15 miles per week, you're burning a lot of calories. I mean, I was burning a crazy amount of calories. I'm not going to like put out numbers or anything, but I was burning a lot. And in order to keep up with that, I needed to eat, especially carbs. Like someone even asked me, someone, um, someone was like, oh, are you on like a special diet for your training? I was like, no, I'm just eating a lot of carbs. Like I'm not on a diet so much. It's more so I just need to eat a lot of food to keep up with my training. And so I would have a whole breakfast before my run, unless it was a shorter run, then I would eat a little bit like something smaller, like more so a snack. But let's say I was going on a 10 mile run. I was having a bowl of oats with bananas and almond butter. And then I would get off my run and I would usually eat a piece of candy right after my run because that would kind of be a quick sugar to bring my uh, blood sugar back up and that could help with assisting amino acids into my muscles and all that good stuff. Um, and then I would have a full breakfast and then of course throughout the day I would have snacks, lunch, dinner, all that good stuff. Um, but I got to realize how important food is to our body and how much like, you know, food is fuel and that there is no harm in eating a lot, especially if you're living a really active lifestyle and there is no harm, like there is no good foods, there are no bad foods. You know, like I was literally eating candy right after a long run and I used to have this mindset of if you ate something quote unquote bad after exercising, you were kind of reversing all of the work that you had put in, but that's just not the case because at the end of the day, Food is simply calories, and calories is simply energy, and it doesn't matter if it's a banana or a piece of candy, like, it's still going to give you energy, and I ate candy because candy is high in sugar, and so that's going to be the quickest thing to jump up my blood sugar levels so that I can, you know, keep my energy up and keep my body running after an intense exercise. You know, running 10 miles is a lot on your body. So of course I had to make sure that I was fueling it properly. And that was really awesome to just really see how food works. And like, let me tell you, I didn't, I was eating all this food, but I wasn't gaining weight or anything because it was just eating according to how I was moving. And that just shows like, you know, it doesn't, matter amount of calories you're eating like you don't need to count calories to maintain your weight or anything you just need to listen to 
your body and respond accordingly. And that's exactly what I did. I increased my calories by a lot because I increased my activity by a lot and my body stayed the same. So yeah, that was pretty, pretty interesting. And I got to experience how important rest and sleep and stretching is for your body. If I did not stretch the day before, my run the next day was going to be awful. If I have lost sleep, my run was going to be awful. If I didn't properly rest my body, my run was going to be awful. Like your recovery, how you recover and how you treat your body after exercise is going to be extremely important to your performance the following day or the following workout because essentially exercise is a stressor on our body and I know stress can sometimes sound like a negative word but there are good and bad stressors and exercise is a good stressor but it still at the end of the day does put some type of stress on your body and so you have to recover meaning you have to eat enough you have to rest enough you have to sleep enough you have to stretch your body like you have to do all these things in order to keep your body well and keep performing well and i had to really stress that i had to really make sure that i was getting plenty hours of sleep i was making sure that i was also hydrating you know hydration is really important there were so many factors that I got to realize it, like it was such a great experience to just understand my body more and understand all the things that go into taking care of my body. And then I also got to find a greater appreciation and love for my body throughout this process. First thing is the appreciation of the fact that my body allows me to do this. Like, not all bodies can do this, and movement is truly a privilege that not everyone has, and the type of movement that I was capable of is also a huge privilege that not everyone can do. You know, not all bodies are capable of that because there's all different kinds of bodies. We have able bodies, disabled bodies, in all shapes and forms and I was really really grateful for that I was really grateful for all that my body could get through throughout this entire process and that was really awesome but also um, with running I run more in tighter clothes and sometimes in just a sports bra and leggings whereas like when I'm lifting weights it's usually like a flowy crop top and leggings so um, I feel like there's more coverage whereas with running it's like my body is, is out um, and about on display. And like, especially during the summertime, I was running in just a sports ball and leggings. And I've never been the one to be comfortable in just a sports ball and leggings. Like, just because I've never been one to be comfortable with exposing my body. But that has some, that like really, because I kind of had no choice. Like, it was so hot. Like, I had no choice to run in just a sports ball. It just made me feel more comfortable in my body and feel more comfortable in my skin and just like not really caring if more skin was showing because 
it's just a body at the end of the day. And, you know, I was doing what I needed to do in order to not be overheated. But I, I just felt like more in love and appreciative of my body and more comfortable in my skin. So that was really awesome part of the process. Overall, I feel like um, throughout this whole process, I was able to learn a lot of things about life. I was able to really grow in my spiritual being. I was able to receive more mental clarity. I was able to receive greater physical endurance, which was also really cool. I was able to understand my body more and understand, you know, how my body works and grow a greater appreciation for my body, become more comfortable in my skin. And I am honestly so grateful for the five months of training that had brought me so many of these awesome lessons and so much growth. Let's take it to race day, you know, the destination, I guess you can say. So the day before is the expo, which is where you go and pick up your runner's packet and you just kind of prepare yourself for the run the next day. I remember like the night before I was taking my dog on a little walk and I kind of was feeling, I was feeling really excited, but also a little bit nervous. Like I kind of was struggling to eat. Like my stomach was like getting those butterflies, you know, even though I had done this before, like I was just feeling a little like, oh my gosh. And so then the morning of, I was getting dressed and stuff and my nervousness slowly started to release. I was slowly like, just like, I'm excited. Like my only intentions for this run was to go out and have fun. I kind of was just like, it doesn't matter the time. Like I'm not, you know, that fast. I have had fast runs, but I wasn't expecting something like extremely speedy and I didn't really want to focus on my time. I really just wanted to focus on enjoying this experience and having fun. And so that was my intentions. So I got into my little corral and I was warming up and stretching and getting ready for the race to start. And the race had started and there it was, I was running. And normally I listen to a podcast while I run, but for some reason I just like couldn't get myself to like listen into a podcast. I think I was just like really just wanted to hear the sounds of the other runners around me and hear the sounds of the crowds and just really be like present with everything that was happening around me. So I didn't really turn on any podcast or music or anything and just kind of had my headphones in my ears, but didn't really listen to anything. Um, but it was really such an amazing experience. And something that I really love about running like big races like that is you get to see how supportive people can be. Like you have people on the sidelines that are cheering, you know, they're there to cheer their friends or family on, but you also have people that are just, they happen to like live in the city and they just came to cheer random people on. Like they have signs of like, Hey stranger, you can do this. Or like someone had, um, the little mushroom from Mario Kart and it was like tap this for a boost and like everyone was you know tapping it or whatever and you have people passing tissues out and water and Gatorade and just like being so supportive like they're reading off your your bib name and cheering you on and you just like 
you cry. Like, you cry a lot during a race like this because, one, you're just, like, so proud of yourself for doing something like this. Like, running 13.1 miles is obviously not easy. So, like, just the fact that you're there. But, like, there's just so many people around you. Like, it's just, you know, I'm feeling everyone's energy and, like, feeling so grateful for, like, all these people around me that are, like, supporting and, like, it's just, like, a really amazing moment where the world comes together to work together and uplift one another. Like, it just feels so amazing. Like, there's so much kindness and good energy around you that, like, it's just, like, crying tears of joy. Um, and my parents and my brother, um, they did this the first half marathon. They did this again where they wait at the halfway point so like seven miles or so in um and I got to see them and like I got to give them a hug and like it was really just really awesome to like see them cheering me on and then they met me at the finish line like even seeing them like that was a really that was like really emotional as well um and then there was of course like parts of my race where my legs started to give out which was really challenging uh and luckily you have like goose and Gatorade and water to replenish you, replenish you to keep going forward. But I will say, physically, this race felt more challenging than the race that I ran untrained, which is weird because I ran it, you know, I trained for five miles, so you would think it would be a bit e easier this time. But I don't know what it was, but it was physically more challenging. And that was a little bit frustrating for me. I was a little upset. I did run it a little bit slower. Like I said, the first half marathon I completed in 2 hours and 14 minutes, and this one I completed in 2 hours and 22 minutes. And I was a little, I, as much as I didn't go in for the time, and that didn't really matter to me, there was a part of me that was a little bit upset because I'm like, I trained, you know, so long for this, and I did worse than the time I did before. But once again, that just goes to show, like, the journey is more important than the destination because the journey itself, I learned so much that it doesn't matter the outcome of the, the, the destination. Like I still completed it and I'm still really, really happy with it. I'm still glad that I got the experience and like I got to be so present the day of the half marathon. Like that was really awesome. And I finished really strong and I felt really good afterwards. So yeah. Um, I'm really, really glad. And honestly, to anyone who is capable of running that far, I honestly recommend it because it is such a beautiful experience. Like the process of training for it and the day of like being surrounded by all of those people and the adrenaline rush that you get, it is seriously so awesome. And I would recommend it to anyone that is capable, um, of doing such a thing and, yeah, it was really amazing, and I'm hoping to run the full marathon next year. That is the plan, so we will see how training goes for that, and I will keep you guys posted, and yeah. So, if you're looking for a, you know, great opportunity for growth and to really, you know, grow your spiritual awakening and expand your mind and release anything that you feel you need to release I highly recommend trying running as a form of movement it is a beautiful form of movement I know that lifting 
nowadays is like shown as like the best way to exercise and of course lifting has its benefits but so does cardio and running is such a great experience that I think everyone should be able to experience if they can so yeah thanks for coming to today's episode I hope you enjoyed it if you guys have any questions about training for a half marathon or just running in general feel free to shoot me a message on instagram that's at nourish birdie and you can follow that instagram to receive wellness on the daily if you're not already please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and i will catch you guys next week bye